Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Temptation Island podcast here on Rob Has a Podcast in the Our Hap Up feed. Um, I am your host, Maggie Morgan, and our other host is the beautiful Kirsten McKinnis. How are you doing today, Kirsten? I am doing so well. I feel so vindicated in my... uh, calling uh dr what's his name dr blake Blake. Uh i wanted to call him dr bryce uh calling dr blake a scumbag week one i'm Mm -hmm. i'm vindicated i feel great (laughs) i mean honestly i was like wow if i the next time i start dating someone i'm immediately (laughs) calling kirsten and being like what do you think because she had the read of the century on this guy but also today we have an amazing guest with us we have hannah here hi hannah Thank you so much for having me. I love Temptation Island. Like, I love this show so much. It was the beginning of a great close friendship of mine. Not with any of the contestants. It was just like one of the first shows I started watching with one of my best friends. And it's truly an incredible show. And I can tell you why I love it. But thanks for having me. I'm okay. I'm so excited that you're here, Hannah. Uh, Because I tweeted that we were going to have this podcast. And you said... We need to talk about the show. And I was like, easy, of course. What have you thought of the first two episodes before this one? Like, how do you feel about the couples? What's what's the tea? Well, before you skim past this, you tweeted this. I replied, uh, I'd love to come on the podcast. And the host of Temptation Island, Mark, liked my tweet. (laughs) So there is a high probability in my head that Mark is listening. So shout out to Mark, uh, host of Temptation Island. (laughs) Honestly, was thrilled to have me on the pod. Mark has liked one of my tweets also. So like, I feel like he really probably is listening. Maybe that's why I've like sort of poo-pooed the big uncle energy that Kirsten sometimes talks about. And I'm like, no, he's great. Because <laughs> I'm worried that host Mark L. Wahlberg is listening to us chat about Well, I just think he's he's a very specific brand of host. You know, the, Temptation Island is a reboot. Um, It was first, as we all know, like came out in the early 2000s. And he feels like an early 2000s host. Maybe that's the mm-hmm. uncle vibe you're getting. He feels um, like a creep. Creepy uncle. I'm sorry. He does. Oh, I didn't think creepy uncle. I just thought more like he he's very much a guy's guy. So I like listening and we'll get into it to some of the the advice he gives the women, particularly Erica. I thought, you know, he's obviously rooting for her, but some of the advice was a little bit um, 
funny. But you asked me my feelings on the first two episodes, the couples. Um, I mean, I'm I'm thrilled. You have everything you want. You have the like 11 year couple. You have, you know, an incredible protagonist to root for in Erica. Like I just, you know, you want someone who you just want to root for. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> do you mind okay. time stamping? My, my dog is yeah, eating yeah. a paper hat and you can definitely hear it. Well, hey. you can't hear it, but that's you okay. can't. You're good. You don't have to stress. Um, I'm gonna go get her a pig ear so that she's okay. distracted. I'll Great. be right back. Okay. <laughs> Is it bad that I want to keep this in and then use it on social media? <laughs> no, let's do it, Kirsten. Let's do it. Wait, what? What should we do while we wait? Should we sing the the theme song to Temptation Island? I I yeah. don't have the skills. You're not gonna tempt me, dom, dom. You're not gonna tempt me, dom, dom. <laughs> You're not gonna tempt me. <laughs> With like butts across the screen, just like butts in bikinis. <laughs> We're keeping this in. We're keeping it in. <laughs> wait, so wait, so sing it again, Maggie. Sing it right so now. <laughs> You're not gonna tempt me, butts. <laughs> oh my god all right all right okay it's fine we're back we're back sorry about that um okay back in yeah so i think it has everything you want it has yeah erica is an incredible protagonist you know you just you want her to realize how wonderful she is you want her out of the situation there's just every element but i think my favorite part of the introduction of every season is how going on the show is framed for these couples. Like, yes. it's not like, oh, what an adventure, a reality show. It's like, we needed this. That's this is exactly. what we needed in the relationship. You know, and a, I think that's so funny. It's, there's a lot of therapy a, out there instead of this show. If you're listening they, and you're a couple. They take it so seriously. And that's what Rob said about the first episode. He was like, they're taking it so seriously. They're like, this is such an amazing opportunity. And it's like, it's an opportunity for you to watch your partner cheat on you on national television. I'm so confused. What is the opportunity? It's sort of like, you know, we're at a crossroads and the only thing that can help us is this show. And then I love how Mark and the show is sort of like, we're here to help you as if they don't like strategically edit together clips that's going to like heighten the drama in very specific ways. They're sort of like, this is about your growth. This mm -hmm. is, you know, I just, I love, I love the setup. I think Hawaii, I believe is, is where it's shot. It's beautiful. Production values high. I'm thrilled to be back in Temptation Island. I think it's such an underrated show. I love it. I'm okay. so happy you're here. I just I'm so happy to be here. I feel like that that's the question we've been asking is why do people go on the show? And it's been like, oh, yeah, clout, clout, clout. No, they're not even getting any clout. They're doing all this for nothing. I know. It's like Markel Wahlberg announced on Twitter that he was going live after the episode with like Corey, who has less Instagram followers than me. And I was like, oh, gosh, this is dark. It's just too much. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Also, mm -hmm. I just typed Markel Wahlberg into Twitter, and the first thing that comes up is you tweeting out our premiere week. 
<laughs> I love it. I'm so into it. Okay, oh so okay. I think that we should just go through the episode. I have oh, notes, and we it. can just sort of talk about it scene by scene. I love that you're and a podcaster with notes. I always respect I podcaster with notes, and I'm always like, I feel I, every time I podcast with someone who takes notes, I think, oh no, I didn't do my homework. Even no, no, if no, I've no. watched it twice and talked it out, and like I, I'm so ready, but the notes element, I'm just. I'm so happy you have some things. Absolutely not. I've got my notes too, baby. So yeah, I'm I'm type A. Um, I never want to show up unprepared to anything. And also, like you know, sometimes you just need to laugh at the fact that you have like two pages worth of notes on a show called Temptation Island. You know, it's I just like it. it is what it is. So we set this to set the scene. We mm-hmm. open up on the bonfire mm-hmm. right at where we left off last time, which yeah. is basically Erica going through therapy with Mark L. Wahlberg. Yes. And he is giving her this huge pep talk that you referenced earlier, Hannah. You know, he's I have like, you. OK, go for it. Tell us your thoughts. Uh, no, I'm so sorry to interrupt. If you're listening and you think I interrupt a lot, I, I always interrupt when I get excited to talk about something. Um Yes, there there is specific wording here. I think he does things well, and then he does a few things that irk me. I, I love that when she's like, you know, Kendall's so mature and all these things. He gives a great sort of, are you sure? Like, are you sure this is not just your perception? And he encourages her. He's clearly rooting for her like we all are. But there is something that kind of bothered me, which is that Kendall says that he's practical and Erica is emotional. And Mark... Wahlberg goes, well, practical is not always good and emotional doesn't mean it's bad, but there's no questioning or asking her, do you actually think you're emotional? And I feel like there's a sexist undertone to Kendall's portrayal of him as the practical one and him as the her as the emotional one. And I wish and I wish Mark. Yeah. And I wish Mark picked up on that a little bit and was like, well, you seem practical as well. Like, what do you how do you feel? How do you view your own, you know? Uh, self in this relationship but I do like that he encourages her so Kendall Mm -hmm. is a trash bag and Marco Wahlberg (laughs) is an old white man I don't know what you expect it's it to me as I say to be fair Marco Wahlberg is like the most like gen x ever and like he is like a good guy Right. He's of course you do. He's a good guy who like, you know, knows what he's talking about and is like being encouraging to her. But also like he doesn't have the vocabulary. Yeah, I feel like the best understanding that are like him, you know, his race age can be great and also have blind spots, which is not a bad thing. But I think Mm -hmm. the wording of this, um, I just don't think Kendall is practical. So it's just I reject the whole premise. I think Kendall is horny. Yeah, I have a lot to say about Kendall that we can get to perhaps later in the episode. But um, so the next clip that they show at this bonfire is Kristen's clip. And it's Julian writes right before he is supposedly getting a lap dance. And this is like the most transparent Temptation Island thing ever, where it's like they cut it off right before Mm -hmm. we figure out if the girl's going to sit down and grind on him. And it's like, okay, well, let's use our context clues of the fact that they showed the full clip of Kendall grabbing this girl's ass in fishnet tights. Like, I feel like if Julian did that, you would see it. And, And Kristen is able to sort of like parse that out. She's like, oh, like, I don't know what happened next you know like but then they go back to the same old story with Kristen and Julian that we've heard already 17 times in three episodes where she was cheated on by him 
They're victims of comfort. They've been in this 11 year long relationship. Yeah. I really blah, liked blah, blah. that. I liked the the phrase victim of comfort because I feel like that is mm-hmm. so, something super relatable. Like as someone who's not been in the exact same situation, but someone who dated someone from a very young age for a very long time, mm-hmm. there is a big part of it where it's like, mm, yeah, well, this is comfortable though. And like, what, what about our families? And what like it's, it is a, I think a really apt term for it. Yeah. This, this clip choice reminded me of in season two, there was Ashley and Casey and they were very specific to show Casey saying he wouldn't care if he lost her while drunk, but none of the clips of him crying about what if he lost her. So again, (laughs) this is why that introduction of like, this is going to, we need this just, it's just, again, it's, it's a reality show first. Mm -hmm. And, a, and it's a, and it's the trashiest of reality. Like, oh, it's also. amazing! This show it's might amazing. be one of the most evil. Mm-hmm. It's dark. It does, it's dark. It, it's it, great. No, yeah. Um, mm. Now, not to skip ahead, but it does relate to the clip later in the episode. A guy asks um, Kristen, "Do you think you'll be able to move past what you saw?" And she says, mm-hmm. "I don't know." Our families are really close. And a lot of how I view their dynamic is based on the clip and then her saying that. Should I Mm -hmm. talk about that now or should we hold off? I I think so, definitely. I think we should address it now. So I talked to my friend, the one I became close friends with over Temptation Island, and we kind of think that maybe Kristen wants out of this relationship. And this Mm -hmm. is, she's looking for a reason. And Mm -hmm. honestly, she thinks Julian's going to cheat. I actually don't think that. I think he might be very loyal and she might have to then decide because I thought of the situation like both of their family so close over 11 years like and she's just like how do I get out of this now and that's why even this small clip of like nothing makes her go I don't know it's just She's one foot out the door. Yeah. My friends also who watched it were like, oh, so obviously the situation here was he cheated and she was like, great, you cheated. We're going to Temptation Island. Maybe I'll cheat on you. And it's like a tit for tat thing, which already happens like to the umpth degree on Temptation Island. But like, I completely agree. I think she like. Kirsten said she's she's one foot out the door. It's see, I don't think she time, wants but. to cheat though. I think she mm-hmm. goes, let's go to Temptation Island to see how you do. I think she wants to be. I, I don't think she's really engaging with the guys. We see a lot of the singles commenting on that. I think she wants him to mess up so mm-hmm. in front of their families on TV so that she can have an out. I think this girl is Aww, looking for an out. Poor thing. Oh lord. I mean, these people have these people just need to like. There was no other option, Maggie. There was no other option. (laughs) I love them so much. I, well, that's one of us, I guess. Uh, So (laughs) I kind of, I want to move into the Aaron and Corey of it all because I actually find like Aaron and Corey to me are like the lowest stakes couple. Like to me, it doesn't matter to me if they're together or apart, if they grow, if they cheat on each other. They're like, I can just enjoy watching them on reality TV and I don't feel anything else about it. White bread. Yes. Yeah. It's their, they're the wonder bread couple. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so Aaron's clip is literally Corey talking about how Aaron brings up her professional athlete boyfriends and how Aaron brings her past into relationships and 
like how emotionally hurt that he gets. And I think that was such a blindside for her because <laughs> she's like, well, I can't get mad because I can only really get mad if he like actually cheats on me. Um, and then she just fully is able to center herself and be like, wow, I make people feel bad. Oh my God. Like maybe it's not the worst. I, he doesn't play soccer. And I just feel like it's like, this is just such low stakes drama that I could really like, re- like put my teeth into it. Of course, because it's like stupid, right? It's like, girl, yes, obviously that's literally why you're here in your package. You talked and name dropped the two pro athletes that you've dated including their positions the positions they played in the team they played for like obviously this is the issue and I just you're right it's beautiful to watch the reckoning of Aaron being like I'm not a perfect person and I'm sort of mean to my very hot very nice boyfriend and I brought him to this island to cheat on me (laughs) I don't know if I go so far as to say very nice I don't think we know that yet Sure, but he seems like he is, out of all of the couples, the one who, like, is the most devoted to her. Yeah, I guess. He hasn't cheated on her twice. He isn't trying to actively manipulate her, and he's not Yeah, I I think really, like, the only issue is that um, she's mean to him, and he doesn't open up. Maybe because he's afraid she'll be mean to him. (laughs) Like, I guess. I just hated him on sight and I want to be able to hate him, but maybe I shouldn't hate him. That's interesting that you hated him on sight because my, my friend, I should have just brought my friend onto the podcast. What's her name? Referencing her. Her name's Kaylee. Kaylee. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's interesting because she viewed it as an abusive, emotional abuse. Cause I said, you know, the Kendall Erica is obviously some level of emotional abuse, Mm -hmm. you know, in what we're seeing based on judging this as a reality show. Um, but that she views this as also emotional abuse. Uh, and that, you know, that uh, the uh, Aaron is, is very mean to Corey. And I, I don't know. It's interesting because the show, speaking of, like selected clips that they thought would get a reaction. He's like, I'm insecure that she went on a date with a soccer player. And the show is like, here's a clip of them talking about soccer. And he didn't have that much of a reaction. But also I would like to say there's a clip of him doing a full body shot off of a girl, like licking her like area right above her crotch and him doing a full body shot. And Aaron does not give a, crap about that she's like oh my god he said that i mean to him and like that's probably true i think i kind of get it the thing with a body shot is it's like you might not love it but like if you send a boyfriend to like vegas they might do a body shot in vegas and that doesn't necessarily mean they've cheated on you i kind of agree but i just think that it's really funny that like you know well because she has to make it about her like that's the thing is aaron's like the, the, oh, this is how I make it about me and like mm-hmm. my feelings about how I've made him feel rather than like, wow, I'm shitty and I actually need like I, it's not even so much about understanding that she's bad. It's about making herself the center of the narrative, <laughs> of course, because she's Aaron and she's a soccer player. Can I mean, yeah, I don't. This is the couple, to be honest, that I had the hardest time getting a read on. Like, I don't. Do they like they're each boring. other? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not that I find them boring. I'm just like, is Corey really this guy who the, I almost said the carpet doesn't match the drapes. That is Whoa. not the right term. Is, oh. Corey, is Corey really this guy that like is so hot 
but like so awkward and sweet and introverted or is like or is she doing something to him to make him feel this way or like is there more to the story I don't know. It's interesting that you guys find it very surface level and boring. And then like other people I've talked to are like, oh, no, this is like she's really bad to him and stuff like that. I, I don't think she's great. I, 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 I no. again, I, I don't like her. It's not like I like her and I'm standing up for her. I think she's a very self-centered person. And uh, I, I, I haven't seen enough personally to be like, oh, this is definitely to an emotional abuse level. She definitely mm-hmm. is not good to him. But it's yeah, not I didn't like, read it that far like either. With, with Kendall either. and That's, Erica, I was just surprised when my friend like, thought that. Like with Kendall and Erica, we've seen that it like is very mm-hmm. obviously like really, really, really bad. Um, whereas with this, we just haven't seen as much to make that assessment. Like, I'm not going to discount that idea. Like, it's definitely a possibility. I just haven't seen enough personally that I would feel comfortable calling it out. I mean, Hannah, my mom, I don't know if you've listened to the pod before, but uh, we do like my mother texts me her thoughts every week. My mom, Ooh. Mary, okay. and um, her least her two least favorite people are Kendall and Aaron. She can't stand either of them. So maybe maybe, you know, we're on to something here. And, you know, Mary is very emotionally intelligent. She's taught me everything I know. So, you know, she has thoughts, but we'll save them until after the guys bonfire which i didn't think we were gonna get and i was so excited to see them you know slow motion walking in with the fiery sort of like things around them and they're like the ugly in. necklaces oh those terrible i know i think the necklaces, necklaces had the mics yeah it's, it's my, it is yeah. it's the mic pack mm-hmm. but they're so ugly <laughs> Yeah, they're Wait, not. Were the girls the the girls' mics were attached to their dresses? If I'm not mistaken, I they were so. not wearing these yeah. chunky necklaces. No, I was no. like, did they? Did the boys really need to have like five buttons unbuttoned? Just like that's why they had to put it in the necklace because the boys mm-hmm. didn't want to button up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm always so impressed with. I think until I was on Survivor, I didn't realize how impressive like miking is. Like these sound departments, especially on Survivor. I mean, obviously, when it's just like you're capturing like regular camp life. It's just a boom mic. But for these water challenges or just challenges, they hide mics like inside, like folded inside buffs and all this stuff. And I'm always like, props to the sound department. Yeah, even for the chunky necklaces. I was like, this Cheers. is a great mic. Cheers to the chunky me- necklace mic packs. <laughs> I'm really impressed with the production on this show. If it's not clear, I think it's a really well done show. I mean, it's very moody. The the lighting is the also music. Very, it's very mood. Yeah, oh, all of the music matches exactly so what they're good. doing. Like, they're honestly, it's like they're scuba diving, and the music is like, "Let's go scuba diving!" Like, it, it's like so like on the nose. It's so funny. It's, it really is. It's amazing. <laughs> oh my god! So the first clip that we see at the guys' bonfire is yes. Corey's clip. And as Kirsten said earlier, you know, it's Erica talking about soccer with It's with so on the nose. And it's, like, like, it's so you know, hard when people don't understand soccer. I mean, if I never heard the word soccer again, it would be far too soon. Like, I just can't. I, I just like, Erin, I'm bored. Let's move on. And, you know, last week I was trying to sort of be like, I, I get the idea, you know, so you defined yourself by something and like it's time to move on and you don't really know who you are anymore. And I am empathetic to that. But also like, come on, girl, we're on Temptation Island. Let's, no, let's I'm asleep. Forward. I'm I'm so sick of the soccer talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, see, I find this gender reversal more interesting than I think you guys do. Like, I think it's interesting that because, you know, Chelsea got brought there by Tom. Clearly, Mm -hmm. Erica's brought there by Kendall. Um, Julian and Kristen have their own thing going on. But like, Mm -hmm. this is a this is a real situation where the woman brought him there. He feels shy and awkward and you know upset the fr- i i think it's actually i don't know i I don't think we get this as much on mm-hmm. this show and i don't dislike it i think as much as you guys do i think Corey's interesting i know i i think this is the most interesting couple to talk about i said i'm fascinated by it i just don't particularly like either of them as mm-hmm. yeah they're no protagonist they're no air like Corey. Right? i have i have no no erica's the protagonist hands down mm-hmm. easy we'll talk about it but i i like Corey. i find that it, like feeling like you're not enough in a relationship and being scared to open up for those reasons. I don't know. I, I, I have nothing to dislike about Corey so far. He may be, yeah, he may be my favorite guy there. Well, um, cause the bar is so high. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Temptation Island. Come on. Yeah. But well, so then we move on to Julian and Julian's yes. clip is Kristen like flirting sort of in her Kristen way, like about the guy she took on a date. And she says that like afterwards, he's like, you know, I see that my girlfriend's opening up to someone because of my mistakes. But we get this revelation that, you know, he says he wants to marry her. And she said she would say no if he proposed right now, which is like that was you know, my favorite thing in the premiere when she's like, don't even think about proposing to me because I will say no. I mean, you go, you go. And girl. then we see in the preview him um, getting a ring, which makes me think he's going to do the opposite. I know. I'm so excited. Oh, also, how she looks so good sitting in the pool. If I sat like that in a pool, it would just mm-hmm. there would just be so much. <laughs> she I just don't look incredible she looks like a supermodel it's it's one thing to look that good in a bathing suit standing up but she Mm -hmm. is sitting down and she looks like like she's ready for the cat i don't know this is not the important thing Mm -hmm. but Kristen is very pretty and it she just sitting there looks like i was like what kind of like Mm-hmm. bathing suit shoot is this right was, I, yeah i completely agree she's she, gorgeous she could be a, a bathing suit influencer for sure i Absolutely. think she's got a bright career in front of her after this hell yeah so kendall's clip is erica talking to you know hawkeye lex that we discussed last week yeah. uh telling him that she she's not gonna hook up with him you know mm-hmm. she's like being extremely respectful of course, because yeah. she's Erica and she's our protagonist. And um, Kendall, you know, afterwards says, like, he's not worried. He say, says, I'm not saying I don't care. I just can't control that. And I'm not going to let it take yeah, away from my he, experience. He only cares about things he can control, including women's situations, people, places and things. I cannot stand this man. I every time I see Kendall's stupid face, I just want to change the channel. And then I'm like, oh, I can't change the channel because I have to watch this. It's interesting, too, the way he says that, you know, this is like their best foot forward because they're just meeting and the assumption that all the guys are then going to eventually treat her like he does. Look at me without literally. I have so many specifics without money. He calls it um, interview mode and says all the guys are in interview mode. And that's literally what we talked about last week with the love bombing is what he considers interview mode, which is like. 
so messed up that he even recognizes Boo. that that's a thing that he does. Like he knows that it's a thing that he does and he just thinks it's part of dating. What happened to this man to make him this way? Who hurt I, him? I How old know. is he? Because I've been, th- I've been 24. thinking. 24. Okay. Because I've been thinking about her a lot. Uh, again, she is the ingenue. She's the protagonist. She's the one you root for. She's incredible. And I was thinking they've been together for two and a half years. She's 24, which means that, you know, if I'm doing the math oh, he's correctly. he's 26 then. Sorry. He's 26. She's, he's 26. Okay. Well, then this proves it even more. So she was like about 21 and a half when they got together and what he was like 23. So mm-hmm. she was so young. This is probably her first serious relationship outside of maybe like a high school relationship. Um, and I just, it breaks my heart that her first relationship was based in clearly conditional love. Um, and then like, and I, similar to how I guess you guessed certain things, I guess the first thing he says is that she texts him back right away in episode one. And so he, she passed like the small test and it's not the texting back. I don't care about that, but it really, I was like, Ooh, like she passed the test. And then everything he said after that, I was like, got it. It was never about compatibility. It's about test passing. And I can't get over some of the things that she does for him. Like the getting up at 4 a.m. to iron his shirts, like the always cooking and like constantly feeling like because it's clear he's made her. It's an addicting thing. Conditional love. Right. Because Mm -hmm. when you get it, when he gives her his approval that is such a high because it's conditional and it can become very addicting and it just makes me sad that like you know she's constantly catering to him and then also being blamed for not growing herself it's just so it's i feel like everyone can relate to her that's why she's the protagonist yeah i mean kendall is like literally the worst person alive like he he sucks I mean, he like there there is no one worse and we're on Temptation Island, right? Like this is as bad as it gets. But we do get a really funny clip after this with Tom. I, <laughs> you go, Kirsten. I, you, just, you. <laughs> I don't even I don't even I don't even know if I could do it. I, Wait, what? So, you know, so Chelsea, the clip that we show Tom is Chelsea talking to Dr. Blake, which we we don't love Dr. Blake, you know, like this first off, he calls anti Blake podcast. So he calls himself Dr. Blake. First off, he's a dentist, which like, of course, you are a doctor when you're a dentist. But like, you don't no doctor calls himself doctor their first name. Like, they're always doctor their last name, right? Because it's their formal greeting. Like, instead of saying Mr., you know, whatever his last name is. But no, Dr. Blake. Mm -hmm. So she's talking with Dr. Blake in her clip about going, you know, snowboarding and and scuba diving. Oh, my God. You should should do that with who who you love, you know, whatever. And after it's done, after the clip is over, you can tell Tom is super upset because Kendall even goes, you're good, bro. Like, you're good. You're good Um, to try to be like, don't don't show that you're upset. And then, you know, Tom is like, oh, no, I don't I don't even care. Like, it's fine. Like, I understand like what's what's happening. It's it's totally, totally fine. But it's so obvious he is upset. And it's amazing. I literally wrote in my notes like, ha ha ha, like 15 times. I love how he he says like, oh, well, you know, I could tell he's using lines. And it's like, (laughs) can you? Because you're devastated. 
What I found funny is that like she's she's like, oh, you snowboard me, too. And it's like, yeah, production picked people that you would have exactly things in common with. This is not shocking. It's like if I, you know, it's I, I like that temptation for the women are like he snowboards, too. And temptation for the men are like tits. Oh my God, Hannah, that's literally, yeah, that's literally so funny because that's the first text that I want to get to that Mary sent me after this, my mother, after this commercial. Yeah. She said, oh wait, can we say one more thing before the commercial? So I love, um, Thomas is like really getting into everything and talks about like filling a void in the relationship and Marco Wahlberg lays down the law by being like, none of you would be here if there wasn't a void to fill. Amen, Mark. I just loved it so much. Amen. Mark, you're listening. We like a lot of what you're doing. Keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're a great therapist. You're a great uncle. All good. All good. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So my mother texted me after this commercial, and she said, Seriously, the girls see their boys body-licking girls and lap dancing, and the guys see their girls talking. Like, literally talking. No suggestion of anything other than being good. WTF, question mark, exclamation point. The boys leave all sure they got their woman, and the girls leave feeling like shit. This just sucks. Oh, Mary. Yeah, I agree. But yes, back to my mother. Yes. Um, She knows, you know, she knows what she's talking about. Um, And... Also, like, as they're leaving, as the guys are all leaving, Kendall's like, yeah, let's get back to the villa. Like, this is, like, just the greatest, you know, the greatest experience of his life. And when we come back to the villa, we see the girls and they're all talking. And, you know, Erica is distraught and she's like, Mm -hmm. I feel like there's just a spotlight on what I have to fix. And Kristen, Chelsea, and Erica are all, or and Aaron are all really, you know, comforting her. Mm-hmm. And Chelsea speaks some truth, and she says, "You know, I feel like this is pretty manipulative of yes. mm-hmm. your boyfriend." And Kristen points because she's like, "Yep." And everybody at home is like, "Yes, girls, tell her what's happening. Save her, please, yes. for all of our sakes." You know? Yes, I I loved seeing that, like all of the women like being close. Mm-hmm. Did great. you pick up on though? So Chelsea has that great moment where she's like, "You're being manipulated," but then she also Chelsea also says, "We deserve better. Like we need to know our worth." And it just it there's such a sense of like 
I, I like early on the contestants are trying to write what their story is going to be. <laughs> and I think, you know, Erica naturally is, you know, the girl who needs to like learn her own worth. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think Chelsea wants that to be her story as well. And I just loved her jumping on the band bandwagon with Erica and being like, this is what we need to do. This is our story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I did uh, find that a little like funny. I just I noted I noticed that. And then also it goes from that scene where Chelsea's like, we need to know our worth to her boyfriend, Thomas, who is I okay. All right. Thomas, all no, right, let's, Thomas is 37 years uh-huh. old and he is talking to Sophia about how she is his type and blah blah blah. And this girl is 22, 22. years old. It is yeah. I hate this. I hate everything about this. It made me so uncomfortable. I'm 29 and I was considering going on a date with a 37 year old recently. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. This girl's 22. She's a baby. And he's like, oh, you're just my type. He's no, I, I can't stand this. This wish.com version of Rob Sesternino is horrible. (laughs) Hate him. Oh my gosh. I thought of that too. And I was like, am I, is this in my head that he looks like Rob? No, he does. He does. Um, I can't get over. This is going to be interesting to absolutely no one, but this girl looks like this girl. Krista, I won't give her last name, who was in an improv class of mine and took my email and everyone's email and now sends out a monthly newsletter, the Krista blank newsletter about updates about her life. And she also has a song, Krista, Krista. That is so improv class. And so every time I I see Chelsea, I think of Krista. Um, But yeah, I... I I think it's okay to date older, but I do think it's interesting that uh, Tom has never been in a relationship before. From my Mm -hmm. understanding, he's 37. And that does not necessarily there's there are exceptions to this rule, but you have to wonder why. And he said that he Mm -hmm. was enjoying his single life for, you know, many years. Um, And the fact you're right, the fact that he goes to this 22 year old and is like, you are my type and all this stuff. Anything about her. Like, all we know is that Mm -hmm. she's 22 and hot. That's all we know. That's not true. Production made her say a line about her being Latin and spicy that I was like, this line that production said her. That was the same woman? I'm pretty sure this is the same woman. She's a spicy Latina. Mm hmm. Which a I, I am too not saying spicy, that. Spicy, pricey for Thomas. Okay, you I'm know, just, I'm just quoting. I'm just also, quoting what she said, and maybe this was her choice to say that. But I did think, all right, <laughs> production. You know, as as somebody who has, you know, has dated older, I, I yeah, I am not never going to judge someone for that. What I will judge someone for is being predatory, seemingly. Oh, yeah. And I, like, this I is, you need you know, to clarify. I don't, don't want to call it that. F- I don't think I would say it that far. But I do think if the genders were reversed and we were watching a 37 year old woman hit on a 22 year old, there would be a lot more commentary about the age gap. Mm-hmm. I, I do just want to say for the record, I don't have an issue with age gaps in dating. I have a very specific issue. With around 40 and women around 20. I think that, that dynamic itself is strange. Okay. No, I, and look, there's all nobody's denying exceptions. It. If you had a wonderful 
May December relationship. I'm happy for you. Okay, I, it's fine. But Thomas, especially, this really rubs me the wrong way. With no, Thomas. Thomas is terrible. Look, he made his girlfriend come on Temptation Island, which already is is terrible enough. But you know, and also, it's, Here, I will. I don't, it, I'm not oh. defending him, but their relationship seems stressful. You know, like <laughs> I, I, you know. Chris, uh, Chelsea, excuse me. I, these names, you know, there's so many mm-hmm. names. Chelsea notices with Dr. Blake that he is similar to Tom and that he tends to like be the life of the parties, talking to lots of to girls. I don't think that this is like all on Tom. I think Chelsea is not great at walking into a room and holding her own at a party as well. And that's not inherently a negative thing, but I think that she, when she feels excluded at the party and not taken care of and introduced does put a level of stress on him. It seems, it seems stressful. Yeah. Their, their relationship seems bad. My thing is just, I obviously hate, I mean, like, I just want to say, after this episode, I texted Kirsten and I was like, the singles were wild and out in this episode. Like, they felt some type of way. And and at the end of this conversation, Thomas tells Sophia that, you know, she's his type and basically gives her the green light to flirt with him. And she's like, great, well, I know who I'm after now. And I was like, ew. Like, all right, you know, whatever. And of course, now he asks her on a date and then they go on a date later in the episode. But... Then we, if we're going to keep talking about Thomas and Sophia, I think it's the perfect segue into the Dr. Blake, Chelsea conversation where Dr. Blake says, and I quote, Kirsten, (laughs) one of my biggest strengths is leadership. As much as I'm here for you girls, I'm also here. Oh, you, you ladies. I'm also here for the guys because I'm the dad of the group. Oh my gosh. I just, okay. So first of all, shut up, Blake. Nobody cares. You okay? guys really don't like Blake. I, I do not have this strong a reaction to this Blake, man. Blake from day one was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna get a, find a woman by focusing all my attention on her." He was very purposeful and intentional with choosing Chelsea as his target, and the way that he is like trying to play all of the men and women. Is look what this is not about you, Blake. And why are are you hosting a viewing party for Temptation Island in a bar during a pandemic? Oh, I did not know that. And that really you 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 just got me on your side of the anti Blake. (laughs) Um, You know, it's interesting the dynamic on this show between the single and the couples, right? I I found I think her name was May, who got very mad at Tom for saying he's just here to grow and like learn about himself for his relationship. And then got very upset about that. I just, it's interesting because they're obviously prepped in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, they're in relationships and it's like, they still feel like they have ownership over their time. It's very, it's a fascinating dynamic. Um, And it seems like this, even though it's less stressful to be a single on this show, it seems like a very weird position to be in because yes. the couples are the main characters. Also, and the, yeah. the singles seem to think that the guys are single. Like, yeah. like well, they're not talking and girls. to me. Yeah. yeah, like exactly. Like they seem to think that like these people are single, and they're like, well, they're not talking to me. They're not living the experience. Yeah, they have a freaking partner. <laughs> so I think, but I think the thing is, like, they all know they're on Temptation Island. They know that. But like, Love the, but not everyone. May was like, I'm not just here to tempt you. 
that's the premise of the show. But yeah, no, but see, that's the thing too. It's like we have to think about it from each person's individual perspective because they are all the hero the of their own yeah, story. I think about this all the time, right? Yeah. So, like, if you're a single going on Temptation Island, you probably have to justify it to yourself, and you're not going to justify it as, "Yeah, I want someone to cheat on their partner with me." You're going to be like, "Someone is there." And their partner is not right for them, but I am right for them. And they're going to find love with me if they just give me a chance. And so the way that um, May felt disregarded was because she and she literally says, I'm a human being like you can't discount. And it's like, yeah, this show is like the dirty underbelly of society okay like i'm sorry it's the best no no you're Mm -hmm. so right and that's why i say they're prepped differently and i'm Mm -hmm. like listen society is rigged against women in a lot of ways so when i say this this is not to say some sort of reverse sexism bullshit because that's not a thing but i will say let's imagine may was a guy saying Mm -hmm. you know you're supposed to give me a chance. I mean, that's why I think I was so turned off by that moment. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, this guy does not owe you his time or, you know, sexual openness. I also think they purposefully cast singles who have never been rejected in their life. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, so yeah. fun. It's so fun. So basically, now we're in the phase where everybody asks people on dates and it's pretty boring. The only yeah. thing that I have in here is that, like, Aaron asked Shaquille on a date and he immediately winked at her, which was like the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Like I vomited in my mouth a little bit because if any man is sitting like close to me and winks at me, I will have to pass away. Like I just have you guys have such strong hatred for some of these people and I'm not saying hold on I'm so sorry I'm not saying that I don't understand what show I'm podcasting but I don't know that I expected to walk into this podcast and be like here's why this person is trash and we hate them well I I guess I just find it so silly like there's a silliness and a humor to this show yes absolutely it's humorous but also Shaquille is the guy who said in the first episode he wanted to fertilize a girl so that's why like him winking has like a deep uh, like I would like to pass away undertone, you know. Like I would Perhaps. like my soul. To that is that's the fertilize combined with that is a very fair point. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, but also, I, I, I'm not saying you don't make fair points. I'm not like I'm not trying to be like I'm coming in here as miscongeniality to be like you know give everyone a chance. You, I think I'm just you saying, are miscongeniality of this podcast. No, I'm just saying like for my I watch this show. And I'm like, there. it's such an escapism and such a joyful silliness to like mm-hmm. the music and the like, we need this. And you guys are just like haters. Yeah, um, I you're drink, not, I'm a pro I hater. I, dr- I drank my haterade this morning. Me too. I'm a, I'm a hater when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, so I, okay. I accept this that. is so- why I always wanted to be a villain on reality TV. And I got told by... And at, like multiple like villain types, they're like you just don't have it in you. And I'm like, yes, I do. And then I come on this podcast, and I'm like, I don't think I do. <laughs> well, as I wanted to be a villain, as I wanted to be a funny villain. As a villain, even people think I don't have it in me, so it's fine. Um, I've seen this clip now. <laughs> back to the back to the wink. Okay, yeah. I have I have a tangent I'd like to go on. Great. Let's do it. I just went on one without asking. So have the have the either of the two of you seen the BBC like six hour miniseries of Pride and Prejudice before? No. No. I hate both of you. I'm so upset. I was hoping. I'm sorry. There's a scene where the mom is like 
trying to get one of the daughters to leave the room so that her daughter can get proposed to. And she's like, don't you have something to do? And like, it's like winking, really exaggerating. The daughter doesn't get it. And she's like, why are you winking at me? The mom's like, wink at you, my own daughter. Why would I ever wink at you? And that's all I can think about anytime anybody winks in any context. Oh and I was gosh. hoping one of you could relate to this, but I'm a little I wish. No, it's okay. I wish Shaquille was trying to, you know, wink at somebody to get them out of the room to propose. Like, but instead, I think it's because he's excited that he's going to be on TV. You know, on TV, well, which is the interesting dynamic, right? Is if these singles want to be on TV, they need to get a part, be a part of the love story. Mm-hmm. Like there's which just I, so much oppression. I promise, Hannah, there is a single coming up that we'll talk about that I will not be hating on and I will be saying is giving us amazing television, but we like just like anybody. need to wait a little okay. longer. I do, I do. I, we just I need to wait a little like longer. Any people. It's not confined to the show. Like, <laughs> I don't like so, I love this. I would like to say, because now we move to yeah. Disco Night at the Girls Villa. And I think that all of <laughs> Wait, I think can that, we just give props to Chelsea for not choosing a cute outfit? Yeah, I was like, I, it's so funny that Chelsea is wearing that fro, one. Oh, I would but put two, on the wig. Yeah, she's wearing the, you know, the big. But also, I I think it's really funny that these women who are in relationships are dressing like very cute and appropriate. You know, like most of them are in pants, little bandeau tops, like looking very adorable and like very, they're, they're beautiful all very women. Pretty, yeah. And then you go over to the guys villa and all of the singles there who are there to tempt them are literally like half naked all the time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just think that this like goes to show like it's just like like you said so it's some beautiful escapism that's going on here like that's obviously inherently deeply misogynistic but i'm like oh my gosh but i did like the 70s outfits i liked chelsea's fro my thing that i have to say about this moment in time is evan stirring up drama with dr blake was amazing it was peak temptation island for me this is a highlight of the three episodes what? What is, what, um, what is your opinion on? I'm sorry, sorry. I my internet is cutting in and out. I'm sorry for all these timestamps I'm making it's you okay. write down, but I did miss a portion of that. Um, I'll stop apologizing for everything out of my control. Um, what did you guys think of the ice skate? The sort of clean up the. I I didn't know what to make of this whole moment between Kristen and him spilling a drink. I didn't know what to make. I didn't know what was going it, on. It was a lot. Um, I, th- I think that the consensus we came to last week was like, that was a lot, um, but also I could understand that she doesn't want to live in a frat house, but maybe that wasn't the way to go about it. Yeah, like, you have to understand you're on a television show. Like, it's gonna happen. Like, the, you're there right. to literally party and, like, hook up and do whatever so like you have to understand that like yeah maybe you don't like that he just popped a bottle of champagne but like you're lucky that's the only crazy thing that happened in, in that house that that was my feeling at least mm. yeah. I just didn't know I was like suddenly she, I thought she was joking at first and then I realized she wasn't um there's really it there seems to be animosity between Kristen and the single men mm-hmm. and it's fascinating to me they're sort of like they're well, against seems, her and she doesn't like them. 
It seems like the flames are getting fanned, though, by Dr. Blake. That, you know, he's saying that they're going to send him home, that they're going to send Evan home. And, like, there was just, like, so much drama that was amazing. I don't know. No, Dr. Blake is their father. He would never do that. So I think that He's their daddy of the... He's daddy of the boys. No, absolutely not. Um, I think that the thing is, is that Blake thinks he is a mastermind. He thinks that he he is playing every single side of this, the big brother and everything. Thing. Well, he thinks he's playing Big Brother, but um, and sorry, I it was who, who, who which man was it that he had Evan? Been, it was Evan. Evan. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't know why in my head I wanted to say Lee, and I don't think there's a Lee on this show. Mm-mm. Um, I I don't know. So Evan, I think clocked what Blake was doing and said, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a little bit of a mess, and I'm going to make sure I get my TV time." And I'm going to get Blake called out. I think that Evan knew what he was doing. But mm-hmm. on Evan. I mean, it was great. Evan's- it was honestly my favorite part of the first three episodes. Like there was, it was just like such unnecessary, hilarious, drama. like drama that I was like, what is happening here? And then we then foray into the uh, incredible drama of Nicole getting angry that Corey asked another girl on a date and her being clearly oh, yes. so sloppy drunk. So like, oh, also they were all, all of this section felt like an SNL parody. Like they, in their confessionals, yes. each and so every drunk. these people can barely talk. Like all of them. Like I felt no so incredible. It felt like an SNL skit or something because they were all so drunk, including Corey. And the mm-hmm. way she was like, I just, you made me look stupid. And she's so drunk. And this is clearly not how any of them would behave sober. Yes. And like, it, there was not a single sober person. Corey being like, I just don't know what I did. <laughs> and then her being like, I want to be in love with him. I'm just like these Poor <laughs> the reality TV. Newbies. The quote from Nicole, which is spelled N I C K O L E, which is just no, hilarious. To me. No, it not. is. I swear. I swear. I copied it from our television screen. She's sobbing and she's saying, "I know I'm going to look so dumb." And Corey, you're playing with my emotions, as though she is the one who is in the relationship with Corey. I. I would like to say amazing. Corey, it's great. Comical beats. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Corey has a type, mm-hmm. and that type is um, tiny blondes mm-hmm. because, like, the person that he actually asked out was Amanda, but I didn't realize that that was a different person when he asked mm-hmm. her out. Like, I was like, is that Nicole? Is that Amanda? Like, Amanda and Nicole could be twins. And if you put them in a room, I with think Aaron, he- I might not be able to tell yeah. them apart. I think he could have told Nicole first. He could have been like, listen, I'm, yeah. I, I, I want to meet. I want to go on dates with different people. I want to get different people out of the villa. So I'm asking Amanda in fairness to Nicole. But I just think there's such an awareness of like what the narrative is going to be. And we'll get to it at the very end. But I think mm-hmm. Kendall is one of in his manipulation Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to get to that hookup scene because there's so much of how I know he's going to spin the narrative oh. that I just I it's fascinating. We'll get there. I'll, I'll, I'll bite my I tongue mean, for now and just I, know that like, I mean, the whole honestly, no rules thing 
was it manipulation in order to later on say, well, we agreed on no rules when clearly he there was more said behind the camera when he convinced her of like, but we both respect each other. We just don't want to seem controlling or like no Mm -hmm. rules as in like, I don't want to say I don't want you to say you can do this, but then I can't like. Yeah, but he's very much already writing the after show. I mean, honestly, like the rest of the episode is them basically going on dates that dates. essentially are like the same sort of thing that we've already seen. I feel I felt like the only new things from the dates was that Erica seemed to be like actually flirting with Jesse, which I was like, you go, Erica. He's putting on your snorkel. Super oh, cute. Um, but then like, you know. Tom like putting that flower in Sophia's hair Thomas and saying that he you know loves her essence and her kissing him on the cheek I was like all right all right this is really what we're doing here wait there was one thing I think before the dates though um it was I think that it was Chelsea having the conversation with the two men and they're like oh yeah because if your boyfriend loved you so much like why would he oh no that's that's later that's later later, my notes are all out of order I, th- I I believe, or maybe, well, let's, wait, let's just talk about it. Let's it's just fine. talk about yeah. it. Like that conversation. I was like, wow, they really are doing their best to put in work to, to be Mr. Steel Yo girl. But also like they are correct. Like, yes, of course. Them being like, well, I feel like if I, the only reason I would ever bring someone to Temptation Island was to break up with yes, them. Like, that's what I said in, in the, at the end of my last relationship. If I had been invited on Temptation Island, I would have gone <laughs> to meet new men. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't have done oh it at gosh, a point when I would I never was, like, be able to do it. I don't think I could do I it would either. Be so. Um, yeah. my, my mother had something to say about of course, Mary. Let's hear from Mary because Mary has been spot on so far. Mary, I, I feel like I feel like you and my best friend, one of my best friends should both have come on the pod and just. Been yes. Here. Well, I so. think that I, I'm trying to convince Kirsten. I'm trying to convince my mom to come on for the series or the season finale. But we'll see. We'll see if we can I mean, get that to happen. She's okay. a little shy. So I don't know. I don't know. Mary, but um, don't she's sending a voice memo. Um, could work. Yeah, Mary, you've been great so far. I would, I would love to try to see maybe like her shyness. She'll be able to get over a little, a little bit. Um, but uh, she, <laughs> she said, well, she did have something to say about Nicole that I didn't say in the moment that I do think is is funny. Nicole, you know, the one who's fighting with Corey. She said, put Nicole to bed with an ice pack and some Tylenol. What an obnoxious girl! He did you dirty. Literally, you are there to, with other girls to try and break him up with his girlfriend. Oh my gosh, go to bed. And then she says, um, the, <laughs> she says, I actually thought that this, these single meatheads made some great points with the girls this week. Truly, the one who said, if I took my girlfriend to this island, it's because I want to break up with her. Yes, whatever Tom told her to get her to go was complete BS. He just wanted permission to have fun. And I'll say it again. Kendall is the worst. She knows what she's talking about. Mary, Mary, Mm -hmm. you seem very smart and you should not be too shy to come on the podcast because (laughs) I think you would rock it. That's my two cents. Here's Okay, Mary, listen, it would just be a little Zoom call with your daughter and also me. It's no big (laughs) deal. It's just a Zoom call. 
She would be the guest so host this I'm gonna week. Yeah. Work on I'm it. Gonna work it should on be it. great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try, guys. She's fingers spot crossed. on. Season finale. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, okay. So, yes. So then we are doing all of these dates. You know, like Erica's coming out of her shell. Chelsea says she's nervous. And Dr. Blake says, let's drink more, which is another point against Dr. Blake, obviously. Um, I, I love him. it. I love it that the singles are looking at. So they get back from these dates that were like largely in part, mostly boring. And I love it that the singles are acting like this is the Hunger Games. And like, you know, they're like fighting over people's attention. It's it's really fun to me. Like, what's well, their only way to become up the story? I know it's honestly like, you know, Hannah, you were like, I look at this as like funny escapism. And that's how I look at these singles. Like these singles are making me laugh because it's just like the delusion is top is is top tier with these people. But it's like on a on a normal reality show, you don't know, like you all think you're the protagonist, but you don't know who what the story is about until it all shakes out. Right. But on this show, you know, the protagonists are the couples. You know that the way to become a part of the story is to get involved with the couples or very, very silly drama. Um, so there's just such a fight to become a part of a love story. It's fun. It's very funny. Curse like, what lot. is that one it's girl? A She's a model. Oh, the the one who's pissed that nobody wants to ask her out and talk yeah. to her. She's never been rejected a day in her life. Ever. Okay. I, I just like imagine having never been rejected. <laughs> couldn't be I me can't. <laughs> I like I I get rejected like all the time about everything it's, you just you just get up and you just keep going the also, people are like it's the end of the world it's 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 just like really interesting and they're all like we need all of these guys to be more like Kendall all of these singles are talking about like we just need like all of them to be like Kendall because he's so open. They're talking to Alexis. Who is the blonde that? Sorry, who is the blonde lady that Kendall is involved Alexis. with? Alexis. I don't know her name. Alexis, Alexis. but it's spelled A L E X C Y S. So that's why I call her Alexis because the second half of her name is the way you spell cyst. I just learned the couple's names. I barely understand both of your names, apparently. I, I, I'm i not going to be able to remember all these singles. Oh, I don't know. I literally, in my notes today, it says, I don't know these people's names. I, like, I don't know it's who these too people early. are. I know like Sophia. Fairly irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Well, I think like Sophia will become a main player. I think that... Um, Erica's guy, the like, if she, you know, starts something with him, she said he was hot, he had abs, he might become involved. But it's, you know, you right now they're just they're sort of a single conglomerate of like it's just like, oh, a cluster of hot dummies. Like that's what they are to me right now. On both sides, yeah. Because it's like even with Blake, who we hate, there's that second bearded guy who looks exactly the same. Was it Blake that was <laughs> There was a moment where two of the bros were enjoying the sunset together. I thought that was really sweet. And Kristen was, was like, oh, yeah. And that was, like, and Blake is there then talking shit about Kristen as if he has any idea about her life. Go away. Like, I, oh, that rubbed yeah. me the wrong way. 
My mom agreed with what they had to say. I, though. They I, thought that yeah, Kristen no, was too what? closed off. It's true. So did a friend of mine. Like, yeah, it's true that she's closed off, but also it's none of their business. Mm-hmm. Leave her alone. But, Get a uh, job. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder I, if we're not seeing something because I feel like she's open, but mm-hmm. maybe we're not seeing her genuinely avoiding the guys. Like, I'm just curious mm-hmm. what we're not seeing because multiple guys feel this way about her. Well, then they and where there's smoke, there might be some fire. A different woman. Leave her alone. That's how well, there are only four women, yeah. which, you Guess know, what? like I said, there are only games. four of them. Chelsea loves attention. Go focus mm-hmm. your attention on her and she'll be yours. True. So now- I did, there was a there was a moment on Chelsea's date that we skipped over that was interesting to me where I, I don't it may have been last episode, actually. But basically, she was like, was it was it Blake or someone was like, you know, you should know your own worth. And she's like, I'm just so happy that a guy finally said I should know my own worth. And I was like, girl, he was saying that you don't need a guy to tell you your own worth. It's just it's a very it's it, she, her and Tom and that dynamic. It's 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 really interesting because it's not as clear cut. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to unpack who's at fault here. Yeah, because I do think yeah. that we've seen a lot of evidence that Thomas is like very flirty and doesn't mm-hmm. make yes. the effort to be like, oh, also, here's my girlfriend who's right here. But we've seen evidence that she gets jealous very easily of people yeah, who are she just seems sociable. Like, yeah. She seems like a nightmare I think like they're both, both of them seem like a nightmare. I think yeah. they're just mm-hmm. deeply not compatible. Like they have a lot in common of like activities that they like to do and they have fun together, but there's just something at its at the core of their relationship that's like fundamentally does not work. And they need to either figure that out and fix it, maybe through a little therapy um <laughs> or break up. Fair. So now we get to the you know the moment of the show we get we get the moment that we've all been waiting for when alexis comes out and she's in that you know that green shirt and i'm gotta say she looked beautiful i was like oh that's a cute outfit that she's got on and kendall takes her upstairs to his bedroom which i would like to say I this is what I have didn't to say make about the, the bed. situation. Didn't make the bed, and he's a perfectionist. He's obsessed. Wait, did not make the bed. Did, but did you he can't see, make his own bed? Did you see that his ironing board is out in the back of that scene? Oh, oh yeah, he does know how to iron. Kendall, but this this is one of the most fascinating hookup scenarios because again, I could see Kendall's wheels turning. And in his head, he's like, How am I gonna explain this? And I mm-hmm. could see that the way he wanted to explain this is he wanted to be able to say, She came on to me. So mm-hmm. what he does, ladies and gentlemen, is he he sits on the bed and leans back and waits for her to like climb on top of him. She does not. That doesn't work. So he gets up and makes the move to kiss her and mm-hmm. kisses her. Then he, she's like, am I staying? And he goes, you know, kind of you do what you want. He keeps mm-hmm. trying to make her be the aggressor. And she's just she's a very willing participant, mm-hmm. but she's I, not the aggressor. And it is fascinating to watch I, him try to like write this narrative. I need to see, say something about Alexis right now. So I want yes. to go look at her Instagram. And her latest post is a week from episode two of Temptation Island. It's clips. And the caption is, remember, you don't drop a dime for a nickel, but you drop a dime for a hundred dollar bill. Girl, you're a hundred dollar bill. 
Oh my gosh, she said that. Yeah, that's the caption on her post from last oh, week. Oh, oh, that's that's a that's a mean. Oh, uh, and Rocky Buttery follows her, so I'm gonna have to unfollow him. Oh no, Rocky Sorry, Buttery! Rocky Buttery, we will not be getting after all. Um. Oh no. But yeah, I I just feel like you're completely right about the Kendall thing. It's honestly just it's, it's I can just, just like, see him writing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And he you're right. He wanted to be able to be like, "Well, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know. I didn't I didn't do it. She's the one who came on." No me. rules. Yeah, there's no rules. I didn't know what, you know, what I was supposed to do or what I wasn't supposed to do. But she clearly like the, she is giving him the hardest sex eyes, like the most hardcore sex eyes I've maybe ever seen on reality television outside of like a rock of love, you know, on VH1 situation. And I was like, okay, so we're doing this. And they end up kissing. And that's where we end the episode. It's over. It's over. And I was like, no more. This was enjoyable, though. This was fun. I felt like last episode was depressing because there was a lot of just like darkness in Kendall and Erica's relationship that we were seeing play out. Yeah. And this episode was a lot of singles delusion, which was fun for me. I also think the preview gives us some hope. They give a lot in these previews. Um, And Mm -hmm. there was a preview at the end of episode two that it wasn't a bunch of Erica crying. It was Mm -hmm. Erica kind of kissing someone else. And there's just hope, you know, Mm -hmm. there's hope that um i also love that we start the season being like you know i'm just gonna explore myself and then we cut to a preview of everyone making out like we you know we we get we we know the tides will turn um yeah it's it it happens so fast with kendall Mm -hmm. um and it, it was clearly his intention and do you guys think that what do you think of this no rules thing? How did he convince her? Do you think no rules mean something different to her? Does that mean no rules to be to get permission to do something? Or do you think that it's like because there's clearly manipulation and miscommunication, intentional miscommunication. But what do you all think of the no rules thing? So I think that he must have manipulated the situation in a way of like, oh, we don't need those like, oh, it's insulting that you would think think I would need a rule like that kind of Mm -hmm. thing I feel like Um, and then as you said he's going to twist anything that he does do as oh they started it blah 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 like oh I'm just like a weak man I can't resist like I think that's how he's going to phrase things and I'm assuming that that's how he like manipulated the situation to have no rules yeah, something something along those lines. I mean, I think like she obviously as he's leaving, she's like, I'm not worried. We're going to be just fine. We have no rules that wouldn't like that would make it pointless to be here, but we're going to be just fine. So like clearly he was like, we don't need rules because obviously nothing's going to happen, you know, but I mean, yeah, so that's because, you know, there, there's the, there's like it, do, do rules mean like here's what you're allowed to do. But when you have no rules, you're like. There could be a manipulation of like no rules means like we're not going to do anything and that's obvious. So we don't need to set specific boundaries. I just. Yeah, the only couple that have rules are um, Thomas and Chelsea are Tom, Thomas and Mm -hmm. Chelsea. No girl can sit on the bed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No girl can sit on the bed. Nothing in the bed. 
Yeah, but if nothing, obviously Chelsea's going to be hook up on the couch, but you can't go to. But the obviously bed. Chelsea's going to be upset that the girl he went on a date with gave him a kiss on the cheek, like. You know, like that's obviously not going to oh, be acceptable. You know, the, so the production also seems to give him a better haircut by the end of the season. He looks much better at that final bonfire clip. His hair looks great <laughs> than in this the beginning of the season. So, what do we think the next uh, bonfire clips are going to be for all of the couples? Right, because mm, I, I think it's a great question. I feel I know, like we're it's definitely obviously be Kendall and uh, Alexis. Mm-hmm. I think we'll get like, and it's gonna be the part where it's where she's like, "Am I staying the night?" And then they're gonna cut it so that they don't see what was said next. That's my suspicion. But I also think we'll see the kiss, right? They yeah. have to show the kiss. Well, and again, I, I depends. If if she stays the night, they might show her that. Mm. Maybe you famously what? I famously think that um, Kendall and Alexis have already slept together, but they're just not showing it yet because they're building up to it to create a narrative. Oh, that's my that's what I think. Her tinfoil hat theory. That's that's my conspiracy theory. Mm. <laughs> I think they'll show um, Chelsea obviously talking about you know how Doctor Blake and Tom like Doctor Blake gives her attention and she's been waiting for somebody to say something like that to her. I think that we'll get, we might get the clip with Julian and the girl on the date and him being like. You know, I don't know if I'm going to leave here she with her. She wants to leave. Yeah, like, um, and I think that we'll see, you know, Corey being like, you know, I feel like I can really talk to whatever her name is that he, Amanda that he went on the date with. You know, like Corey seems to be making a real connection with people. And I think that we're going to see Aaron unravel more and more, which will be fun. Oh, she's going to lose it. Mm-hmm. She's going to yeah. lose it. Um, Aaron has not yet made a romantic connection. I don't think. No. I don't think her. I don't feel like her and Shaquille have a romantic. No, and then, the wink. And then wink with, aside. And then with Griffin too, he was like, "Yeah, I'm like over soccer." <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm like that kind of fizzled too. Yeah. Do you feel like because every season thus far we've had um, someone leave with a single, we've had someone break up and leave solo, we've had someone stay together. Who in your mind, because this is the harder question, who do you think will stay together at the end of this show? Kristen and Julian. That is my prediction. I just think she wants to break up so bad. But I th- even if they break up after, I feel like she'll leave with them. Okay. I feel like the person I see leaving with a single is Corey. Interesting. Yeah, I, could see that. I feel like I see Tom leaving with a single. I could or see Chelsea. Both of those. I think my prediction Chelsea and Tom cheat on each other but Chelsea does it first Chelsea is led to believe in a bonfire clip that Tom has cheated on her and then she cheats on him and then he cheats on her that is my prediction there Kendall and Erica by the end are just straight up no longer in a relationship I think by episode 5 they're going to be like straight up no longer in a relationship I think that hug in the preview freaks me out but like I I think that he might be like I feel like in Kendall's Mm. I feel like in you know? Kendall's mind, he's going to cheat on her and then dump the singles and try to get back with her. 
Whew, that will be dark. Leave her but, alone. Like, just leave yeah, her alone. Le- leave her I alone. want Erica out. She is I- such a great protagonist. She's so rootable. She's so, like, beautiful. Like, like giving. She's yeah, perfect. beautiful. She's perfect. And giving and sweet and, like, what a catch for whoever ends up with Erica and what a catch for whoever ends up with a more empowered version of Erica who is willing to give and is super empathetic, but also knows her worth and knows she doesn't getting up at 4am to iron. I can't, I'm not getting up at 4am for anything or anyone. I'm mm. sorry. Nope. Same. Nope. Mm-mm. Not happening. It's wild. But, the, the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think that with Aaron and Corey, I think that Aaron comes to the bonfire, begs Corey to take her back and he leaves with a single. That is my prediction for everything. And, okay. and, you know, maybe we'll change it halfway through the season and I'll change my mind. But that's where I see the season going. Yeah, this is we're we're a quarter of the way through here. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. And nobody's even really cheated on each other. Well, I mean, I guess Kendall's kissed someone. And nobody's but. even cheated. <laughs> I mean, it depends on your definition of cheating, but, you know. Oh I was going to ask you if you think these singles are extra horny because of quarantine, but yes. I don't know how many of these singles are following quarantine. <laughs> that's, that's they been... did feel they shot this. They shot this in August. So we were like really into the like stricter stuff. Mm-hmm. There's bars aren't open, stuff like that. So then you get, you know, I know th- my single friends and I like were like, Oh, dating. Like, how mm-hmm. do you talk to people again? But maybe not everyone on this show has maintained strength. This is, this is something that came up when Rob and I talked about Too Hot to Handle uh, last year at the okay. start of quarantine. And it was that, honestly, these like horny reality shows are actually for the good of society because these people would not be quarantining otherwise. So mm-hmm. we should be putting mm-hmm. all of the hot dummies on the quarantine islands. Agreed. They at totally least agree. had to quarantine before they got tested for the yeah. show. Because they had to, mm-hmm. so so they they had to they had to get tested before they flew to LA. Then they got tested, right. quarantined there for two weeks. Then they went to Hawaii where they had to quarantine for another two weeks before they and could get start tested. filming. So and it's at least tested. been a month. Yeah. So they like all these people are in the clear. They had to at least quarantine a little bit. But that's like, a, lot but of that's a long time for people yeah. like this to not be dating. Which means I'm just asking: Does that add to the intensity of the single? I think it definitely adds to the intensity. I think everyone is feeling some kind of way by August of 2020. <laughs> For sure. Okay, <laughs> Kirsten, we yes. need to figure out our scumbag king of the week. So, Hannah, Ooh, every week yeah. we give out an award for oh, scumbag yes. king of the week. It and- doesn't have to be a man. And yeah, last, it can be anyone. Last week we did forget to say, but it was obviously Kendall. Yeah, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week we're trying to figure out our scumbag king. Kirsten, who do you nominate as scumbag king of the week? I think I'm just literally going to nominate Dr. Blake every time he's available as an option. <laughs> Dr. Blake is your choice. Hannah, do you have a choice? You can't nominate Kendall again because he won last week or what? We don't discriminate anyone. Anyone also, we can nominate a girl if we want. We also you know, could say like, is Kendall the scumbag of this season? Maybe. Like, yeah, but like scumbags like, this week in particular. Who was the worst behaved this week? I'm real. I'm really thinking about it. Come back to me and like. This is seconds. this is like when on the Riverdale podcast, Mary and I have to figure say who the most normal person of the week was, and it's always a struggle. It's a struggle to pick only one. Mm-hmm. scumbag on this show mm-hmm. 
I think I might have to go with Thomas. Okay. Just because I felt like the Sophia stuff was not kosher. I just felt like it was oh, like, oh yeah, not that rubbed me the wrong not way. Great. You know, it just there was something about it. You know, I was just like, this just feels scumbaggy. Like, why, why are you talking about the essence of someone? Like, shut up. Yeah, you're. You know what? I'm I'm on board. I'm on board with Thomas, Hannah. I like I like I don't want to nominate Kendall again because he's already won it. But I feel like it has to be my nomination. That's fair. That's fair. Because here's the thing. It's not just the immediately cheating. It's the already rewriting the narrative. It's already setting up the we said no rules laying on the bed sort of a come to me so that I don't get in trouble and so I can say that you came to me there's Mm -hmm. just so much going on there and when you contrast it with how sweet and incredible Erica is Mm -hmm. it's just hard to digest right now Mm -hmm. so so I would nominate him again Kendall. So our nominees are Dr. Blake, Thomas, and Kendall. So Kirsten, after hearing the nominees, it's a real podium. who would you like to pick? It's mm-hmm. a real podium here. Wow. Um, okay. I, it's like the thing is, is like morally speaking, it's mm-hmm. got to be Kendall, right? Yeah, but of course. In, in the lens of an episode of TV, I think maybe Thomas was a little worse this week. Okay, so I'm actually going to, I'm going to go with Dr. Blake because Dr. Blake. Can we do one more last minute addition? Yes, of course. Yes, Yes. Just, what is her name again? Kendall's lady. Just her Instagram. Alexis. Getting nominated. I I haven't seen Alexis. Alexis. I have not That's, seen her Instagram caption. I do not think in the episode she did anything wrong. Yeah, she's no. there to meet mm-hmm. him. She's single. But she's her allowed. caption her caption on what was clearly a painful episode for this Erica girl. I, I'd have to see the Instagram myself, but I would like to nominate her caption comparing her to the other woman and calling herself a hundred dollar bill next year. So I, just the caption. I, I, I nominate her. Me caption. too. That, there we yeah. go. That's Alexis's Instagram caption, caption. calling herself a hundred dollar yes. bill. Is our scumbag to Erica being a dime. Scumbag <laughs> king of the week, baby. I'm down. Thank Woo-hoo! you so much. I'm so glad. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. I think it's mm-hmm. tied for me with Blake throwing a viewing party at a crowded bar. Mm-hmm. See, it's not the people. It's literally the crowded bar and the Instagram caption. Of course. Of course. I'm I'm there. I'm here I'm for, it. I'm I here could, for it. I'm glad I could contribute. Wonderful. Um. <sighs> I, th- I feel like we've covered everything, right? We did. I feel like we really went in. You know, I feel yeah. like we did it. I, we did I feel better. Like, I, I feel mm-hmm. better after that. Me too. Um, okay, so if other people felt better after that, they could leave us a review on iTunes and give us five stars um, because we would like the external validation, please. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Only five stars. If it's less than five stars, like Scally will literally murder me when this goes back to the Love Island feed. If it doesn't have five star reviews, like we really have to keep the pa- place clean for when Scally's back. So okay? I'm going to say my mo- my mother will be like, really excited if any of the reviews mention her so like if you want to give mary Mary. a little shout out she would love it maybe i can convince her to come on okay (laughs) and yes so you could do that at robhaswebsite.com slash temptation island 
is where you can go do, do it now. What are you up to? Yeah, go do going it. to Blake's viewing party? Do it before <laughs> you leave. I hope you aren't going. To, well, I mean, what are you quarantining or isolating after you went to Blake's viewing party? Now you're not allowed to leave. That's a good idea. Now it. write the review while now you do it. Review. <laughs> okay, Hannah. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for this having so me. Much fun. Where can so people much fun. find you? Yeah. Um, well, they can find me. You can know everything I'm I'm up to. My Twitter handle is at Hannah Lil Nesson. Just my first three names on Instagram as well. I also have a Parks and Rec podcast. It's a lot, a lot um, different than this. <laughs> uh, Pawnee Public Radio. So go uh, listen to it where podcasts are wherever podcasts are. Um, yeah, I'd love you to check out whatever I'm doing there as well. So thank you. But really, guys, thank you for having me. This was really fun. I This show is so... I call it one of the best dating shows out there because every other dating show you watch, these people, for the most part, have just met each other. So the drama is all like two weeks old. But Temptation Island... We're talking about dissecting 11 years of a relationship and trying yeah. to piece together in this show what's going on. So there's just so much history. It's so good. Each season just gets better and better, I think. Um, yeah. Thank you for letting me chat about it for a long while because I I truly think this is just such a fun show. This was a dream. Truly a dream. Mm -hmm. um, it was amazing. Wow. Well... Maggie, where else? Where else are you? What else? Where else? Oh, yeah. yes. Um, I am on Twitter at ML or at underscore ML Morgan on Twitter and on Instagram at ML Morgan underscore. And, you know, I'm there. I'm tweeting about my mom. I'm tweeting about Temptation Island. I also will be tweeting about um, Big Brother Canada nine that's going yeah. on. I'm going to be starting to podcast about that, which I'm super excited about. Um, I'll be on some updates and things like that. So look out for me there. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what's what's going on with me. Amazing. And if people aren't sick of me yet, um, I have a weekly Riverdale recap podcast over on Kowski Cast. That's cow with a K, as well as a BoJack Horse Pod, the BoJack Horseman story, where Lindsay Ooh. Wilson and I are rewatching every episode of BoJack a horseman and that is a real dream uh, as well as my twitch dream uh, twitch.tv slash kirsten said what you know twitter everywhere kirsten said what i'm also in these bb can nine streets standing my friend brayden white who is on the season so if you are not here for me standing brayden then don't even bother following me um but that's that's it that's all that's there's nothing else so i guess we'll see them next week yes yes you will Bye. Bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.